Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's ET short for? Because he's got little legs. Duh. Smack him a gob. It's time for another Vieira Vault, and this is going to be the first of many fan paid episodes. People that paid for the Rock and Metal Combat podcast to donate to the Rock and Pod in Nashville, which uh, it's happening again this year, Rock and Pod 4. So check out their website, check out the information, because you ain't going to want to miss it. But I'm going to do. Every single, I'm going to honor every single review. When I initially quit the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, that was the last thing on my mind. I, I wasn't thinking of fan paid episodes. I was, I was not uh, thinking of that. But you know, with a couple screenshots of some people accusing me of uh, abandoning the fans, like if I didn't want to do the reviews, which is funny because. I've done every review. I've done torturous albums. I've never refused while I was on that podcast. Ever. And I never will. I never fucked anybody over in my life and I never will. So don't get it twisted. I'm doing every single one. And hopefully Ian will do this Ziggy Stardust and every single one as well. Because people paid for both of us to review this, not just my opinion. They want Ian's opinion well. So hopefully he'll do it. And I'm going to do uh, the Elton John one that Ian did with, uh, I forgot who. I didn't I didn't listen to the episode, but I, I plan on it eventually. I just haven't done it. But I know that they reviewed it. I'm going to do the Elton John one as well. Probably with Lee as well or somebody else. I'll find somebody else. But either way, everybody that donated, you're going to get my opinion. And hopefully Ian's as well. On every single donation. So, without further ado, here is Lee Gerstman and myself reviewing David Bowie's The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars. Enjoy! Alright, this is going out to Corey Robertson. He uh, donated to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast for the Rock and Pod Expo. So, I have Lee Gerstman on the show to do it with me. Hi, Lee. Wow. Hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing, doing good. Right. I didn't ask how you were doing. Oh. Oh, oh I, 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 I shouldn't have asked about myself either. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee. So, you're here to do this review with me. Uh, this is... Right uh, 1972. Are you aware of this album? I was aware of it. 
uh, and David Bowie back then, but I hadn't heard it back then. But my sister liked David Bowie, and she told me about him, and so I respected him. But I had not heard him until later, and until only very recently did I really hear this whole album. Right. Um, well, I did hear this album back in the day. My friend uh, George Royal, may he rest in peace, he owned it. He had it on a track, and I've That's heard it. Cool. Yeah, I've heard it a few times. I'm talking like oof, 78, 79. I did hear this quite a bit back then, and I remember liking it, but not liking it enough to go buy it. But you know, I was young and and uh, you know first started getting into hard rock and metal, so you know I wasn't yeah. really venturing to. But I liked it. I remember I liked a couple songs off it, so. And I've yeah. heard I've heard songs throughout the year. I've had I've had it on on MP3 all this time. I have several Bowie albums, and um, so I sat and listened to this quite a few times these past couple of weeks. And boy, what an amazing album, man! Yeah, I, it's I my sister's favorite. When I asked her, she said Ziggy Stardust. So I I totally respect it because she's got good opinions too. Yeah, there is a song on here that's always been my favorite Bowie song that I remember here, and it's not one of the popular songs on here. I do remember hearing that back then, thinking, "Man, that's such a cool song." There's only two songs on this album that's on the radio a lot. Uh, the rest yeah. of this, I mean, I'm talking South Florida radio. I've never heard any songs on the radio other than two songs on here, and uh, it's not one of the radio songs that I. But I remember liking yeah. it back then, but I, I f totally forgot about it. And listening to it now, holy fuck, I, I like it even more than when I was a kid. Because I, I, earlier today, pre-ordered the vinyl. Uh, because, cool. yeah, because listening to this several times, I was like, dude, I, I need to own this. And then I, I listened yeah. to Diamond Dogs. I listened to a couple of them, Scary Monsters. Diamond Dogs another really good one. Diamond Dogs was was when I was in ceramics class in high school and they played it. And there were a couple of songs where parts of it was so weird. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to hear this part. Now I wouldn't mind it. But they played that song, that album a lot. And um, it, it, it kind of wigged me out back then. But now I would probably love it. Oh, I, I really liked it on... Uh... You know, because it's, it's again, it's an album I think I heard back then. I'm not sure. Some some of the songs, like even the songs that uh, I was kind of like, sounds familiar to me. I must have heard this somewhere down the line, you know. But this album, I do remember listening to it all. Uh, some of these songs did escape my memory bank. I don't remember it. But obviously, yeah. I did hear it as a kid. But I got to tell you, yeah. man, I was I was really blown away by this album. And uh I I want to thank I, I want to thank Corey for donating for this because he he awoken me on the greatness of David Bowie. David Bowie I saw once on the Glass Spiders tour. Wow! And, uh, yeah, I did was see Peter that. Frampton on guitar. Yes, yes. Wow! And That's it was at, cool. Yeah, Orange Bowl or either Orange yeah. Bowl or Miami Baseball Stadium. I have the stadiums confused down here. And they had a big spider on stage, and he came down off the spider on a chair. It's pretty cool. And uh, but I was never really a Bowie fan. Never disliked them, but I never really got into them. I remember disliking "Let's Dance" a lot. 
Wait, is that the name of that? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Is it like, with China Girl and I never liked that that David Bowie. I Bolton, did not you know? either. And I think that had a lot to do with ah, you know, I'm not going to look into Bowie. I went to the Glass Spider store for free. Uh, a friend yeah. of mine had an extra ticket and I went along with him. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I didn't I I can't tell you what he played. I know he played Subjugate City off this and uh I think uh Starman. I'm pretty sure he did. But oh, okay. um but it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. And, I would uh, love to see Bowie. Oh yeah, man. At least I got to see him once. And uh but yeah, again, uh I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I'm a Bowie fan, but I am a brand new Ziggy Stardust and Diamond Dogs fan of those two albums. And uh, I'm not what you would call an extreme Bowie fan, but I recently downloaded all of his studio albums on my laptop so that I because you know so that I can hear them. But I like some of his stuff, but I I respect him. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, and I, I've I've never disliked the guy, you know. I, it was just one of those uh, artists that were popular that I never really looked into, and there's plenty more out there, you know, that uh, maybe yeah. I do like, but you know, just growing up at the time I did, and that happens to everybody. When you're young, you don't really look into, you know, certain artists. Yeah. You know, you hear a song or two, and you're like, eh. But but this one, I mean, I do remember liking it. I remember liking it as a kid. But not enough to go buy it, you know. But yeah. <clears throat> now listening to it, it's like, boy, if I felt the way I do now, I would have owned this album for forty years already, you know. I I um I probably would have really really dug it back then. I I I just back then I I really wasn't listening to radio or anything. I just listened to my albums. So I had groups that I knew, but I had definitely heard of David Bowie since I was about six or seven. But I didn't really hear him until uh, until MTV time, like right. nineteen eighty two. Yeah, and by then it was like, no, nah, no, thank you. Um, uh, yeah. In fact, I asked my sister about the Let's Dance album. I said. Is that his normal album? Because you know it's so conventional. She went. She said, "No, it's just another phase he went through, and he went through so many phases." And so um, she said, "That was just as weird. It's just a different thing." Now, well, what album do you like of him? And she went, "I guess I think Ziggy Stardust." You know. Yeah, and it is the one that you know you hear the most of, like when they talk about Bowie. They always yeah. point to Ziggy Stardust as as his uh, major achievement, I guess. Again, you know, I mean, I've yeah. been living with this. I, I put it on my iPod. I've been driving around listening to this and thoroughly enjoying this album. I was like, God, this is so good, you yeah. know? And so it's original. entity, too. It's like <clears throat> um, you don't, people can hear one Bowie album and you don't necessarily need to hear another one to compare it to because each album is like its own planet yeah so if, it, if you like ziggy stardust you you don't have to say you're a bowie fan per se you can just say you're a ziggy stardust fan and it's just as good 
I think that's, you know, because, you know, I will explore, you know, because YouTube has everything now. And, yeah. you know, when I have time, I might throw in, you know, okay, let me listen to Scary Monsters, you know, or shit like that that I'm not very yeah. familiar with. And, uh, but I have a feeling that you're right. I have a feeling like, you know, the guy was like a chameleon. And he yeah. never stuck to the same, you know, music album by album. Because I see a drastic difference with Ziggy Stardust and, and Diamond Dogs. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine, um, um, who, if, if you see the Ramones video, I want to be sedated. He mm-hmm. he worked as a roadie and stuff, and or lighting technician. He's in the video in the very beginning, and he's screwing in a light bulb, and then he walks away. He liked "Low" by David Bowie. He thought that was a really good album. So yeah, that, that's heard, a totally yeah. totally different thing. But if you want to check out "Low," just just because what the hell, I'd say that's like after you hear Ziggy Stardust, which is a main course, low can be like a, a quick cup of coffee after, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and I've heard good things about Heroes. I think that's I the name of the album. I never liked that song. But, I've heard but good I, things but, about the, but, but the, album. the album. Yes, yes, I, I, I probably so, yeah. So, Lee, uh, you actually started listening to this album recently, right? You weren't aware until I told you to study it, or did you hear it before? Um, I, I actually heard it before, but a lot of times I would fall asleep with maybe one or two songs because I would relax. And then, I, and then when I relax, sometimes I will daydream a little bit and, and just get so comfortable that when the album's done, I... I didn't even remember hearing all of it. It's like I might forget hearing a few songs. So when I say I remember totally hearing it recently, I mean tonight. <laughs> you know, I, I heard it tonight and was fully awake to hear everything. So the guy who suggested you review this, I want to say thank you to him too because. Otherwise, I might have not heard it for another few years, but not not because I didn't. Sorry, not because I wouldn't want to. It's just because I might not have thought about it. But it's definitely it was definitely worth my time hearing. Right on. So you want to take the first track? It's called Five Years. Sure. Yeah. It has an odd singer-songwriter style to it. And it's interesting, but the beat is a little bit like someone tripping over their feet. And there's quite a lot of words, and it's slightly busy. But I like what Bowie's attempting here. It makes me think of Graham Parker in a way. I'm not a big fan of this song but I respect what it's doing. Oh, I, I think this is a cool tune. I like the lights. It's got a nice soft vibe. You know, I love the voice. I love his voice uh, in this song. And and I really love that the strings they add to the second verse. Oh, yeah. uh, the lyrics are very intriguing, to say the least. You know, I love uh, <laughs> how he belts out those lyrics uh, toward the end. The screaming at the end is awesome. And, you know, it's kind of punky the way he delivers yeah. his song. And I really liked it. Not one of my favorites on here, 
but yeah. uh, definitely not a dud. It's a uh, it's a good song. Yeah, I dig. it. I I thought it was an admirable way of putting in all those words, cramming them in with the. Like I said, it, it's an admirable attempt that that yeah, I I'm 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 not against it either. Right on. And what do you think of the next one? Soul love. The beginning beat sounds like something I would do in the beginning of a song. The beginning is like a cute children's song, but then it gets heavy and I like it. And then I like it when it gets back to the weird reggae jazz style again. It's an interesting combination of styles that work together. It's a good song. Oh, I, I love this song. I, I don't even mind the saxophone and I hate saxophone. But uh, I don't mind the saxophone in the song. I think this song is fucking genius. You know, this was a, 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 one of the one of the few songs on here that really caught my attention. I, I love the yeah. hooks. I think it's catchy. Uh, again, great vocals. Uh, such a it just has such a great vibe. You know, and I love. I just love how you know David uh, delivers on this song. And honestly, it's one of my favorites on here. This is the one I. I put up in the, like the top two or three. Uh, I yeah. love Soul Love, but I, you know that next one, Moonage Daydream. Let me tell you, man, when you start a song off, and this is one of the songs that I do remember as a kid, and I was like, oh, I remember this one. And when you start yeah. a song off with "I'm an Alligator" and "I'm a Space Invader," <laughs> you know this song is going to be fucking bitching, and uh, it is. It's. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, with the the ray gun, ray gun to the head, you know, it's, I love the lyrics. The visuals of the lyrics are so cool, and it has that odd little uh, section, uh, which you know sounds like flutes and 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 I think a trombone. I'm not sure, but you know, it's yeah. more it's more instruments you blow into. I don't like instruments you blow into. Yet here, it adds a great element. And does not bother me at all. I think it enhances the song. And, uh, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, this was one that I always loved. And I love the guitar solo from Mick Ronson. Uh, This song, I think, is very underrated. And I've never heard this song on the radio, ever. What do you think? I like the acoustic and electric guitar interplay in this. It's the best song on here. The guitar solo part is the best thing on the album. This is what I'd call the beginning of the glam rock style. Really cool. Nice. Yeah, I agree. It does have that uh, 70s glam rock feel. Yeah, you know, uh, very original sounding too at the same time. Oh, yeah. What do you think of Starman, the next one? This is really nice. I think it could have been more of a well-known song. I think it was played on the radio some, but it's not as well known as some of his other songs like Space Odyssey or Rebel Rebel, but still it's very good. Yeah, this song I never heard on the radio either. Yet when I, you know, when I even like the first time I listened to it, I was kind of like, I don't know if I remember this one. But man, then when the chorus comes in, Holy fuck, that shit literally gave me chills when I heard it. I was like, oh my God, I remember this. You know, that the, the little inflections in his voice at certain parts of the song is so infectious, you know? 
And now when I listen to the song, you know, now that he's gone, it makes me sad. You know, it's kind of like, well, maybe he's now a star man waiting for us, you know, in the sky. Yeah. It's just, I just yeah. love, to me, the chorus, the whole song's amazing. But that chorus yeah. lifts it to the stratospheres. And I think this is a stone cold classic. I love, love, love Starman. Yeah. I will, I will say just, just because I, I thought of it while you were talking, his last album, Black Star, like right when I heard David Bowie died, right when I heard it, about 10 seconds later, I immediately went and I heard for the first time the whole album. Uh, just, just so that I could hear it because it seemed important for me to hear it right then. I so, heard somebody online recently say it wasn't a good album. I never heard it. Did it, you enjoy it? Chilling. I, I would say it's... I did enjoy it. I would say it's kind of like talking with someone who's dying right in front of someone. So it's like if, if, if someone can enjoy that, then yeah. But I mean, it's I'd say it's an acquired taste, but I would say I did like a lot of it. All right, right on. Okay, I'll take the next one. It Ain't Easy. Uh, I know this is a cover song, and I've never heard the original version. Uh, and this song, it, it, it kind of, not blatantly, but it kind of reminds me of, like, if you would mix the Beatles with Led Zeppelin, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of get a vibe of both bands in certain sections of the song. Uh, you know, I can't say, you know, if Bowie changed this original version for it to sound this way, but it's really good. I, I really do dig it's, it. It ain't easy. Uh, I think it's a great song. What do you think? Yeah, well, this is based on the Ron Davies song. And just to let you know, I'm aware of it. And I've heard maybe a little bit of it, but I haven't really heard him do it. I heard Three Dog Night do it, but basically David Bowie's version is kind of faithful to how it was. But anyway, um, I'm not sure if Bowie changed the words somewhat, but he did it really well, and I do like his arrangement of it. He gave it a much-needed sass, and I like the attitude and the guitar work. It's really great. Awesome. Uh, what did you think of uh, Lady Stardust? This has a Billy Joel style of sound, and I really like it. This is one of the best songs on the album. Uh, I think this may be my favorite Bowie vocal performance on this wow. album. And this, this is one I don't remember when I was, you know, because there's some songs I do remember, like, you know, Starman and. Uh, Moonage Daydream, I remember that, but I didn't. Yes. I don't quite remember this one. But um, this song uh, was written about Mark Bolin, uh, I oh. think, because I, I I I saw doing a little research. You know, some people speculate it is about him. Some people say it ain't. But I love the structure of this song. I think it's uh it's just fucking glorious, and I love. I'm telling you, the way Bowie sings this. Uh, I've never heard him sing that good, but again, like I, I haven't heard everything he's ever done. But out oh, of every every Bowie song I've heard, this is a, a, my favorite Bowie vocal performance on 
Lady Stardust. Right yeah. All right, I'll take the next one, Star. Uh, this is truly a, a great little track that is kind of, for me, a, uh, a slow burner. You know, uh, when I first started listening to this for this review, it's not like I didn't hate it, but it did not stand out for me till listening to it several times. Because I've heard this song at least like six, seven times this week. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a pleasure revisiting, you know, this album. and But um, I, I never, you know, after like the third or fourth listening, it really grew on me. And I, I like it way more than I did the first couple times. I love the section when it slows down with the I can't fall asleep tonight like a rock and roll star or something like that. Or I can fall asleep tonight. That's my favorite pr- part of this song. Love it. It's a great little section of the tune. And I, I think overall it's a great track. What do you think? Oh, now this is the type of flamboyant Bowie song I like. It's somewhat like David Essex. It's cool Broadway type of stuff. I would have liked to hear Elton John do it to see if he could do it and do it well. Right on. All right. How about hang on to yourself? What do you think of that one? If the Ramones did David Bowie songs, I could see them doing this. For me, it's a nice, catchy tune that I wouldn't usually remember unless I listened only to it and not anything else on here. But it's decent enough. I like the group. All right, cool. I, you know, I love that line, move like tigers on Vaseline. I think that's <laughs> such a cool line in this song. You know, to me, this song is another winner. You know, that comes out, uh, you know, that that it just came out great. I love that come on, come on part. Got You know, it got lodged yeah. in my brain in the past week. Um, and uh, I'm not complaining it got stuck in my head. I think it's a fun song. Slightly unorthodox, but at the same time, it's not. Pretty unique tune that, that I dig. Now we go okay. to something familiar. Uh, the song Ziggy Stardust. And this is the first of the two songs that I, that still are played on classic radio. And uh, God, this song's a total classic. That opening riff is so fucking cool. Uh, so satisfying. Amazing vocal melodies and lyrics. Very infectious and very well structured. The more I listen to it, the better it gets. You know, same goes for the rest of this album. Uh, love how it ends where he says, Ziggy played guitar. I think that's such a awesome ending to this really cool tune. What do you think? I don't love this song. It's a lot like Mott the Hoople, but not the stuff I like from that group. It's not a horrible song. It's well done, but it's a bit of a ballad, and I'm not as into the ballads as I am the rockers. Right. What do you think of the next song? That's the other radio song. Oh, yeah. I always like this song. It makes Suffolk, me think... Suffolk City, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of Elton John's heavier tunes. Not that it sounds like Elton John, but it's from Elton's classic time period. And it has that fun swagger, like rocking vibe that was best done by flamboyant men. I would have put on my denim jacket and swished my hips to this if I had a denim jacket back then, but I didn't. But it's a hot <laughs> song, one of my favorites on the album. 
Oh, hell yeah, man. This song is like, how can anyone not like this? You know, that whole, it's out of sight, it's all right, and hey, man, you know, it's snotty. It's one of the best Bowie songs. I, I love the attitude to it. It's kind of like snotty, and bam, yeah. bam, bam, you know, yeah. it's a cool drive-in song. When I was uh, driving around, it was like, oh, man, this is great. Oh, hit me when he does that. Uh, it's such a badass song. Diverse, uh, but still fucking awesome, and I, I think... Uh, it deserves to be one of his uh, better-known songs because it is excellent. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Now I'll go to the last song, Rock and Roll Suicide. You notice I haven't mentioned what's my favorite all-time poet song, This Is It. This is a song I remember as a kid, and I remember saying, this song rules. And I do remember here and there, the past 20 years or so, I'd, I'd, I'd play this on YouTube. You know, oh, okay. I'd... Uh, yeah, 10 years or so. And uh, just, uh, you know, because I, I used to always like, man, Rock and Roll Suicide, that song is like such a cool tune. But listening to, you know, in the context of this album, it's like this is my favorite song on this album. And overall, my favorite David Bowie song. The emotion in his voice on this song is like breathtaking. You know, I can imagine this song saving people from committing suicide because if you listen to the lyrics, yeah. it has this positive vibe about, you know, wanting to save somebody you know yeah. if a suicide hotline ever put you on hold they need to play this song as you wait for them to come back on and yeah. chances are you'll hang up after the song is done because it'll save your life like if you're ever feeling down and suicidal rock yeah. and roll suicide will save your life it is such an emotionally amazing song and i never caught on to that when i was a kid i just liked it i was like man that's such a cool song and uh but yeah. now like listening to it now as far as all the david bowie i've heard this is my all-time favorite david bowie songs as of now to like explore everything else maybe there's something else to, out there better but this is my favorite song off the album and my favorite bowie song what do you think oh well this sounds a little like jethro tell's song wind up and i could also imagine queen doing a good version of this it's an interesting operatic tune and kind of cool. The way it's done with the horns is a lot like Roy Wood's group Wizard. Maybe not my very favorite on here, but definitely pretty good. Right on, Lee. Well, that's cool, dude. That's the end of the album. Uh, yeah. and, I, and again, I want to thank Corey because it's on the way, man. I already ordered it. It's actually, uh, I bought it and uh, on vinyl, so... I look forward to uh, spinning it on my turntable. A damn good, damn Corey fine too. release. And I thank Corey too because indirectly, um, he's a part of why I listen. Why I listen to the album. Yeah, and and I'm gonna have this be a mainstay. It's like all my classic albums that I play. I'll be playing. I'll be spinning this one a few times a year because it's great. It's it really is great, and I'm. Yeah. Kind of bummed I didn't catch on when I was a kid saying, that's pretty good. And not saying, that's pretty good. I should go buy it. I never went that far. And I regret it because yeah. I would have loved to have lived with this all this time. I, I think it's I, an important album. Yeah, I'd say the reason why a lot of albums we didn't buy back then is only because there was so many albums and oh, yeah. there's so much to choose from. It's like... uh 
we can only choose so much. So thank goodness that as we age, we can get the stuff from back then because they still preserve it and they have it still available now. So thank goodness that the stuff is still there because even the stuff that I might have wanted to hear when I was six and I couldn't because there were 10 choices. I since then I can hear them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And plus we didn't have a lot of money then I used to mow lawns, So yeah. I have to be very picky what I would buy back yeah. in uh, the late seventies, early eighties. I was extremely picky on, on the shit I would buy, but yeah. um, man, thank you so much, Corey. And uh, I plan on doing every single fan paid episode even the ones Ian does, I'm going to do them because people paid for both of our opinions. So um, everybody out there, if you donate and you're listening right now, shoot me a private message. Let me know what album you wanted uh, to hear. I mean, to, for us to review. Uh, so you can get, you know, I, I know I'm going to do, I want to do them all. I want to do them all because I think it's only the right thing um, to do. Um uh, I thought, you know, me leaving that podcast, uh, didn't think about it really about the fan paid episodes. And, but now in retrospect, it's like, man, these people paid, uh, for me to go to Nashville and everything. And I think it's, uh, I think it's only right. I do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to do every damn review there is. So y'all have to let me know what it is. Cause I don't know. I don't know, but I will, uh, I will find out little by little. And I will honor everybody's uh, episodes. And uh, that's it. And I want to thank you, Lee. Hey, well, I, I want to thank you, too. Because because it, it was cool doing a David Bowie album. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. You know, Lee, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Mm, I'm going okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go in the vault and take you. You want to go inside my vault? Sure. All right, let's go inside my vault. Come on, Lee, follow me. Okay. All right, we're here in the vault. Sorry, Lee, I haven't dusted in here in a while. Um, All right. I want to I wanna play something that uh, Lee Gertzman wrote. Cool. Uh, yeah, you wrote a song called Bugs on Cheese. Right on. Man. And I had my band record it. I did a cover of a Lee Gertzman song. And uh, I want to play it for you now. Um, All right, here we go. This is uh, my version of Lee Gerstmann's Bugs on Cheese. Turn it up. Bugs on cheese. We are bugs on 
All right, that was uh, the, my version of Lee Gertzman's Bugs on Cheese. And and, Lee- and I think that it was great because an actual vocalist did it. And, 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 and the group did it because mine was more like, to me, a demo version. But yours was like how... I would envision some like that to really sound, you know, it's like you made my dream come true when you did that. Oh, thank you so much, Lee. I appreciate it. And if you don't mind, can you please, um, get the fuck out of my vault already? You're cramping my style. Oh, okay. 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 Um, um, my, my, my shoes are stuck to the floor, but, 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 but close your eyes and pretend I'm not there. That's because of my cum, you know, I jack off a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget about the stink. Just, just, just think about the pink roses. All right, Lee. All right, man. Don't let the vault door hit you in the ass on the way out of here. Oh, okay. I was going to have that happen, but oh, oh, this time I will keep my thing inside, and I will leave without making a mess. Nice. And before you leave, Lee. Uh, give us a couple plugs. Tell tell the people what you do. Where, where can they find you oh, and, boy. and shit like that? I, I rarely ever plug my own work, but um, if you look under the Google search for the Lee Gerstman Show, I would suggest you also put in Spreaker or iTunes because they're both there. I'm also actually a few episodes on Spotify and I'm on Anchor and Anchor so Anchor is not that well known but it's a free website podcast thing where if you have your stuff on Anchor it will automatically help you by putting your stuff on Spotify and other podcasts like iTunes. Uh, um, um, yeah. Well, well, Spreaker and iTunes are sort of hand in hand. So if you're on Spreaker, then you will also be on iTunes. But Anchor puts your stuff on Spotify, and it costs absolutely no money. All you have to do is give them your name and email, and maybe your phone number, and that's about it. And All right. And and the other thing that I do is, well, just if you look under Lee Gersman and Bugs on Cheese, you will see um, Ralph's version of it. But you'll also see my version. And then if you click on that, you'll, you'll see that it's on my page. You can yeah. go to my page there. Or you can go to Lee Gersman. Uh, just, just search on YouTube for Lee Gersman. And... If you see a weird guy with some weird videos, music stuff, that's probably me. I say, yeah, and I say subscribe because you're very entertaining. You crack me up, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you. Hey, hey, I just complimented you. Ain't gonna say thank you. Uh, All right, thank you. I, I was going to say thank you. I thought I said thank you. I apologize if I didn't, but thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is. I do that more than I do Spreaker only because I never wanted to have a thing where it's like I have to do something week to week. I'm like, if I want to do five episodes 
all in a row in a day and then not do any for a year, fine, you know? And my episodes are either an hour or two long or they're five or ten seconds long, depending on what I do. Some of them are really, really out there and might creep people out. Some of them are more really serious. You never know. But there's a little bit of everything for everybody. So if, if you want to see the Lee Gerstmann show, I'd say make sure that you look at the titles of the shows. And if there's something that doesn't sound like it would be very worth your while, chances are it might not be. But and I'm on a few of those be. shows. Yeah, well, well, yeah, but these are not those. We're talking about... Oh, YouTube. Uh, well, no, no, we're, no, the, the Lee Gersman show. I'm talking about some episodes just um, without saying what they are. Let's just say some of them, the descriptions are very strange. And the episodes themselves match those descriptions. So it's buyer beware. But, but if you want to hear those episodes, they're definitely strange. And but, but there's a lot that are good. And the ones with Ralph are all pretty damn good. So Hell I would yeah. say... Um, Basically, um, if you're a total fan, listen to all of them. But if you're a person with some normality and no uh, prior experience in mental institutions, you might want to see maybe 80% of them and forget about the other 20% of weirdness. But me, I don't care. I'll just do whatever the fuck I want. Right on. And I just guessed it on the Freeform Rock podcast, which Lee was too lazy to mention. Uh, that's something else he does. And that's up weekly on uh, where Podbeam and wherever. Well, uh, you asked about what I would do. You didn't ask about what I would do with, with another host. But, but anyway, I'm, I'm very lazy. But anyway, yeah. go on. Uh, he does it with Mark Alden Taylor. And I was just on there. And as I understand, Mark's putting it up as we're recording this, so it's already up. Uh, we 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 reviewed a, a very obscure band that Lee found called Wild Butter from 1970, <laughs> and it's yeah. it's pretty wild, man. You got to check that episode out. Got to check that band Wild Butter out from 1970. You want to talk about obscure? And uh, it's a pretty interesting album, and you'll hear us talk about it on the Freeform Rock podcast. That up now so check that yeah. out if you like and uh hey man i thank you lee i thank you for being here and uh helping me take care hey. of this donation hey you know what i'm 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 into music the older the better so you've got your guy when it comes to this time period i'm i'm always thumbs up about that right on you know i'll have you back on uh unless yeah. you don't have me back on your show then fuck you I will have you back on if if you are so good as to want to be on. All right, Lee, skedaddle. I already told you to get the fuck out of my vault. Hey, I told you my shoes are glued, but 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 my, my bare feet are running out. All right, well, run the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bye, Lee. 
All right, take care, Rose. Damn, I love that Lee, man. What a great guy. He's a great soul, a cool dude, wacky as all fuck, but so am I. So that's why I connect with the guy. And I want to thank him for taking the time to help me do uh, this donation and Corey Robertson. And uh, like I said at the early uh, beginning of the episode, if you got any uh, episodes you donated for and wasn't aired, hit me up on Facebook or whatever. Just let me know and uh, I'll do it. And if you want to be a guest on it, of course. If you pay to be a guest on it, of course you should be on it. So, uh, what I have planned next is um, Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. That one was for Greg Barnes. And I know he did that episode uh, with Ian. But I hit him up anyway. I said, hey man, you want to do it with me? I, but honestly, he'll be repeating himself. So if he says, no, I, I don't want to do it. I totally understand. Why would he want to repeat himself? But he's always welcome to be on my show. Uh, everybody is. You know, all my listeners, just like Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, I'm going to bring it over here, too. I already have had TikTok Man and uh, the, the Cheap Trick panel. So many people that were guests on our show, Bushy, uh, are invited here. That's I, I want to make this podcast very different from that one, but that aspect of having uh, listeners on the show remains. So... Uh, Hey, man, again, if you're listening now, thanks so much for watching. Damn, I forgot to check if I got any new iTunes reviews. I'll do that now, and then if there is one, I'll put it up next week. Because ne- there is a next week. Vieira Vault, if you noticed, ever since I left the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, I've been putting up an episode a week, and I still got a couple more in the can to put up in the in the future. So uh, thanks, everybody, for watch- listening. And... Uh, I'm going to leave you with this. You already heard uh, my version of Bugs on Cheese. I think I should close out this episode with Lee's version of Bugs on Cheese. Thank you, everybody, from for listening. And you rule. Schmack a gob.
brother has his keys You are bugs on cheese We are bugs on cheese Bugs on cheese. We are bugs on cheese. We are bugs on cheese.